Guys, welcome to another episode of the Miked Up Outdoor Podcast. This is going to be episode number eight. Today is Sunday, April 16th. And today uh, I had something kind of scheduled. But, uh, well, actually, Thad and I did a podcast while we were out on our trip. And I went to upload that podcast. And for whatever reason, uh, the SD card was corrupted and there was no episode. So, um, I'm just going to give you a, uh, just basically a recap of this whole entire trip that we just took out to Nebraska, uh, on a turkey hunt and I'm just going to be solo today. So you guys are stuck with me. So hopefully, uh, you're not, uh, hitting the uh, stop or changing the channel already. Cause it's just me that you're listening to today. But anyway, uh, Thad and I just went on a great hunt out to the sand hills in Nebraska with my buddy Jay. Uh, and he's, uh, somebody that, uh, I've been hunting with probably, oh man, for at least close to th- probably 25 years now. And, uh, Jay's got a great, uh, setup out in Nebraska, uh, that he has, uh, well, I mean, he's over the last 10 years, he's, he's really amassed a, a whole bunch of lease property and, and, uh, just a great, uh, cabin setup. And he does deer hunts and turkey hunts, antelope, uh, elk. Uh, predator hunts i mean you name it out there in the sand hills area it is a target rich environment and it is an, an unbelievable place to uh see probably some of the best sunrises and sunsets i've ever witnessed in anywhere that i've been you know across the u.s so i mean it's an incredible place but then i went out there on uh it would have been the saturday before easter uh sunday here a week ago and uh it's probably about a 17 hour drive out there so a long drive but uh, we got there on uh probably noon around sunday on easter sunday and and uh at that point the weather they were just coming off a huge blizzard that they had and uh it was kind of crazy because the the weather conditions had changed from uh you know from this whole blizzard set uh you know the storm that had blown in there was lots of snow in the canyons and and lots of drifts in the cedars and stuff, but the the temperature was quickly rising, and probably by uh, well Sunday afternoon, I mean we were into probably the seventies, and and the forecast for this this past week was really really hot and really warm, and it ended up for the days that we were there, it was pushing close to ninety degrees, which is incredibly hot going from you know coming from Michigan where it's been pretty cool going straight to a 90 degrees so uh, my pasty white skin would uh <laughs> would get pretty burnt pretty quick but uh, anyways we got there on uh, Sunday got with Jay kind of uh, did some scouting he kind of gave us the idea of what was going on and and from what from the the few days prior uh the birds themselves had kind of changed up what they were doing he was seeing really really big flocks of turkeys multiple toms and and uh apparently what i don't know what was going on but uh you know they had the birds had kind of changed up what they were doing they'd broken off into smaller flocks um and they just weren't being as visual as what they had been leading up to that time so you know we still had a pretty positive outlook about things uh we went and roosted some birds uh on that sunday night and then monday morning we got up went to a stand uh, just, uh, basically a pop-up blind, uh, Jay had put up, uh, in a travel corridor coming from, um, 
coming from a roost area, going to the birds would be traveling through uh, between us heading out into the fields up in the hills to uh, get bugs or they'd be heading over to a, uh, you know, the cattle, uh, the cattle feed area where there's lots of cows and, and there's just all sorts of stuff for them to pick around and eat. But we got up that, uh, that Monday morning pretty early um, and ended up, we, we didn't even see a bird. We, we uh, had heard some birds off in the distance, but uh, and never ended up seeing anything. And um, we talked to Jay about it, and he said that it was kind of wild that um, it's calving season out there, and we're right along like a big uh, pasture field or a big a big fenced-in cattle area that where there's a lot of calving going on, and the turkey buzzards and the crows had moved in like crazy, and and I didn't know, but the the turkey buzzards and the crows are in there, and they're actually um, eating the afterbirth, I guess, of the cows and the calves and stuff, which is kind of gross. But uh, nonetheless, the the birds were there, and and we kind of thought that maybe that that was affecting how the turkeys were moving because the turkey buzzards would roost in the same roost trees, and and uh, I think some eagles had moved in, and some hawks, and and we were thinking that this was causing the birds to kind of change their change their ways and patterns and. And they were sticking more to the cedars um, during the day and and not being as visual. But nonetheless, we hunted that um, Monday uh, and then decided um, Monday afternoon we were going to go to a different spot, basically across the river, um, not too far away from where we were, but closer kind of to where we thought the birds would be roosting and then heading back to the roost. So we had a, a full strut decoy with us. We probably got out there, oh, I don't know, it was relatively early because Jay had said that this spot was a spot that um, the turkeys tend to frequent uh, midday. So we got there pretty early, and it was hot. Like, it was pushing into the 80s uh, by that time, and we got there pretty early, and it almost ended up like it was a deer hunt because we sat there for so long. I bet we sat there close to five, six hours waiting on these turkeys, and... It was pretty slow uh, from a turkey standpoint. We did have a bunch of deer come across, a bunch of mule deer, some whitetail. Um, some of them come in and they'd check out the decoy and be a little bit apprehensive and poke around there. And finally they'd work their way off. Um, towards the afternoon, we did have one hen come in. Um, she just was kind of doing her thing. She wasn't anywhere near the decoy. but uh, So we were sitting there and... and she worked off and then we could hear him we were kind of butted up to a bunch of cedar trees and then out in front of us like the river bottom there was an open some open ground between us and the river and and we could hear the turkeys kind of uh you know the hens working behind us and then all of a sudden we hear this gobble loud gobble but it was off in the distance felt like it was at least you know maybe 100 maybe 200 yards away but um we could continue we continued to hear the hens kind of clucking in behind us and they were right behind us and then we hear this gobble again, and he's closer. So we're getting ready. Um, Thad's got Thad's came out. He was videotaping everything for the entire week, so that was pretty cool. So he was kind of getting his equipment around. I was getting my bow and stuff up and around, and all of a sudden I kind of peek out. There's like a little slit in the window next to me to my left, and I look out, and here comes this Tom, and he's full strut, and he's coming right at the decoy. So I get my bow up and get ready, and the decoy's out probably about 20, 22 yards in front of us. And 
you know, I, I used to shooting deer. I mean, I've shot deer up to, you know, 50 and practiced target shooting out to 60 yards, but I was just expecting this turkey to come in close to the decoy and he come in behind it and he was probably, I would, my guess is I'd probably guess 35 yards to, you know, where, uh, he was probably 10 yards behind, beyond, uh, the decoy. And, and I remember Thad saying, Hey, just hold on a minute. Let's, I think he's going to come in closer. He's going to work close to the decoy. And so I looked down and my range finders down on the ground beside me. And for whatever reason, I didn't grab it. Cause I was thinking that this turkey was going to come in closer. Well, he actually stayed out probably an additional 10 yards beyond me and, or, you know, additional 10 yards beyond the decoy and just kind of walked along the backside of it, uh, kind of strutted, just kind of half-assed strutted and then turned around and just started heading out. And I just, I, for whatever reason, I never, I never grabbed my range finder and I didn't end up shooting the turkey, shooting at the turkey. Cause I was just, I had it in my head that he was going to come in closer. And by the time we realized that he was kind of out of the picture, he didn't really like what he saw. And he came in and came and, and went right back out as, you know, as fast as he came in. And I'm like, oh crap, I just missed my opportunity. So I was pretty bummed about it. And Thad was looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? Why didn't you shoot him? And I'm just like, I don't know. I was expecting him to come in closer. So, I mean, it was kind of one of those things where I was just like, oh, I hope I didn't just screw up on my opportunity here. And it was early in the hunt. So, I mean, I felt pretty confident we were going to get another crack at something. But I've had that happen to me before where you, you pass up on the first time and then you may not get another opportunity, uh, you know, down the road so was pretty bummed about that but we decided at that point that once those birds kind of worked back off behind us it was still daylight out so we were going to kind of sneak down along the cedars and just poke our heads out into the opening where these turkeys were headed because they were headed back to the roost it was getting close to dark and we just thought well let's just see where they're going we can make a game plan for the morning to adjust to how they're moving and then we'll you know just execute that plan so so we got out of the blind and we worked our way down and we seen the turkeys and they were that tom was gobbling his head off at that point he had picked up probably an additional dozen hens out in the field and he was going berserk out there just chasing them full strut but he was almost running and uh they were out amongst the cows and the cow the the uh you know, the cows start chasing the turkeys and he's trying to chase his hens and, and gobbling all at the same time. It was, it was, it was quite a mess. It was quite a mess, but it was pretty comical. Anyway, we saw these birds, they went in right below the roost trees. There were these huge cottonwood trees that these birds roost in. And they were on a, they were on a, a piece of property that we didn't have permission to hunt on. So what we had to do is we had to, you know, we were hunting off of that and, and, and then trying to call them off this other piece of ground onto the ground that they travel through that we can hunt. So these birds actually, which I, I'd never known this before, and I found this out after the fact, when we saw these birds just before dark, they had went up, way up in the hill uh, behind the these cottonwood trees it almost went straight up behind the cottonwood trees, and they were standing right at the peak of these, uh, you know, what would have been part of the sand hills, 
and looking down, basically down over the trees. And I thought, man, what did we do? Did we spook these birds right out of here? And lo and behold, we get back to the house and we we talked to uh, my buddy Jay about it. And he says, no, what those birds actually like to do is it's easier for them to fly down to the roost trees than fly up to the roost trees, which I never had heard of that before. But he says that's pretty common out there. They, It's a lot easier for them to, to you know, kind of just glide down into those trees rather than work their way up through the limbs. So that was something new that I had never heard before. Or, you know, I'd never known before, so I thought that was pretty cool. So we set up a game plan for the next morning. We we just figured that we would um, move the blind, but I didn't want to move the blind in the in the in the morning. Um, we were just going to make an adjustment, probably a hundred hundred yards away from where we had hunted that night, and try and get closer to where those birds were going to be coming off their roost. So we just decided that morning we were we'd get up. We'd maybe go listen, see if we couldn't see some other birds, because at this point, these were the only birds that we had going. The rest of the birds that that uh, Jay said he had had in a while, they had either they had relocated um, either up or down river, and we didn't know where they were. So we just kind of wanted to stay on the birds that we were on. Anyways, uh, so we got up that morning. We went out, did some shed hunting. Uh, Jay's son, Lucas, found a really beautiful 10-point uh, split G2s, walked, you know, probably a couple miles up and down through the hills and, and uh, you know, just ran around. And then we went back uh, probably around noon, 1 o'clock, and grabbed that pop-up blind that we had, and we relocated over to this fence row that, that butted up to the neighboring property that we didn't have permission to hunt on. So put it in some cedars decided to put the decoy closer to the to the blind uh itself so you know the range would be about 10 yards if they came in so if they did hang up a little bit further out they'd be you know say 20 yards so that and i got set up and uh um we did end up having some turkeys come in some hens come in in front of us we were kind of tucked away in the cedars a little bit so um we didn't have as good of a, a shooting area as what we had the the night prior but it was still pretty good. I had good shooting to our left that I could shoot, you know, unlimited, uh, you know, l- yardage. And then out in front of us, and then there was kind of an island of cedars off to say about our oh, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. And then, uh, so we had these hens come in, and they worked, um, worked kind of out in front of us behind this little island of cedars. And then they had picked up a t- uh, Jake. And a jake come in, and, and all of these turkeys, they came within, oh, I don't know, probably 20 yards, but they never saw the decoy. I think what had happened is, you know, we kind of had this decoy tucked in so close to us, and it was maybe in a little indentation in the ground where you couldn't, they couldn't see it. So we didn't really, it wasn't really actively working for us, but what these turkeys did, they worked about 20 yards right next to us, so we knew we were right kind of in their travel path um, you know, going back to the roost and mind you, it's pushing 90 degrees. I mean, it is hot. It's just, we're sitting in this blind and it's dark and it's drawing in all the sun. And I mean, it's sweating. It felt like it was in a sauna and both of us are sweating ticks crawling all over us. So <laughs> we kind of question our sanity at, at, at one point on what, what are we doing out here? I mean, it, we're, 
bacon in the sun like like fried bacon so it was kind of crazy but anyway so these turkeys work past us and we hear a gobble in the distance behind us over on the other piece of ground so i poke my head out the back window and i look and here's this tom that we had seen the night before and he had a group of i don't know maybe a dozen hens with him and he comes straight out um to this group of hens that we had just seen that had worked past us with the with the jake and he was probably out there oh i don't know probably 100 125 yards just full strutting out behind us and i'm like oh my gosh but he's by you know he's the only mature tom out there so we're like okay like this is our guy at this point we've kind of decided this is this is the turkey that we're going to go after we're going to target this turkey because at this point this is the only one we're seeing so we watch him probably, oh, I don't know, for an hour. You know, he's out there working, and we make some calls, and we try to call to him, and, and he's not breaking away, and we couldn't get anything to break away and come back towards us. They were already kind of working their way towards their roost, and, and you know, just off into the distance they go. Well, we, we roost them again that night. They go to the same trees that they went the night before, but... Going into the next morning, now we got a plan. We know we're going to execute this plan. It's going it's, it's to be perfect. So we get up the next morning, come in at dark, walk in with no flashlights or anything because essentially we're walking right past their roost. And we get out of the truck. We're walking. we got probably a mile walk, so we got to walk in. And and uh, you can hear these this Tom, and, and he had picked up. There was four Jake's that uh were in there that previous night also and all of them all five birds toms you know the tom and the jakes are just going crazy and the hens were talking they were really talking so we're high high hope our hopes were pretty high for that uh for that morning hunt and uh we made an adjustment to the decoy we put the decoy out a little bit further to where the the turkeys could see it so effectively it was I had to put it out back out to about that 20-yard range to uh, to make it a more visual for them. So we're sitting in the blind. Turkeys are gobbling their heads off. Hens are going crazy, and, and, and they come off the roost, and they quiet down a little bit, and then we can start see that they're coming closer to us. And they're probably coming from, I would say, probably 400 yards away anyway. And they're, uh, you know, they just start working their way to us, and the time... He's full strut after these hens, and and he's probably about 50, 60 yards behind the hens, and then 50, 60 yards behind him is the four jakes, and they're just going nuts. is like a bunch of kids running around acting tough, and they don't want to get close to the tom for fear that he might whoop on them. And, and so it, it was kind of comical. But the problem was is they, I think they saw our decoys, but they never actively they just never came and and investigated the decoy we had this strut full strut decoy out and the birds they all stayed out probably oh at least 100 yards uh to the west of us so it would have been off to our left and we tried calling a little bit seeing if we could maybe get them to come and check out the decoy and and they didn't and you know eventually they kind of worked back and forth across the field a couple times out to our left and 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 then eventually work their way across the river uh 
and went up and across and then up into the high ground into the sand hills. I'm assuming they're up in or probably eating bugs and grasshoppers and just poking around. But so, you know, we got a pretty good visual on them that they were, that's where they were headed. So we knew at some point they were going to have to come back across the river to the roost. So we just took, uh, took that information and went with it. And we eventually, um, came back that afternoon probably about four o'clock um and we were sitting there and and uh i was actually falling asleep again it's like pushing 90 degrees another just smoker of a day and and uh you know thad was we were just kind of hanging out doing our thing just waiting to see what would happen and we see these two hens come out from across the river up out of the cedars and, and we're like all right this is promising so we watch them and they work right past us like they did the night before at about oh i don't know probably 25 30 yards heading back to the roost so we're like all right this is a good sign it's a good sign never heard any gobbling never heard anything and then i was just kind of had my head down and was just kind of checking out for a little while and and all of a sudden thad pokes me and he's like I see something through the cedars. I see something through the cedars. He says, it looks like a redhead. So he grabs his binoculars. He's like, holy crap, dad, it's a Tom. In this Tom, he's by himself. And he sees our decoy. Well, what we had done is we had changed our decoy setup. We took the full strut Tom that we had. We took a bedded hen and then a jake. And we actually set the jake right over the top of the hen. And thought, well we're going to change this up and see if we can't get this, uh, this time that we're after a little bit frustrated to see if we can't get him to come in. And he read the script. He strutted all the way in, which was probably, I would say 60, 70 yards across the field. Mind you, he was in behind some cedars, but with binoculars, you could see him. He strutted all the way in and he saw the, saw the decoy set up and he come in like he was on a string and at this point, my heart's just pumping. I mean, I'm just, you could probably hear my breathing heavy, you know, just you're getting, just like when you get buck fever, you know, I call it Tom fever. So Thad's got the camera on him and, and he's trying to get video of him and everything. And, and when this Tom comes in, he sees the decoys and he acts just like he did the first night we saw him. He was like apprehensive. He He wanted to come in and investigate, but he stayed out probably another you know, five to 10 yards behind, beyond the decoys. So I got the decoys set up at like 20 yards. And I, this time, of course, I got my range finder, made sure I had my range finder around my neck. So I'm ranging him the entire time. And he comes in and he kind of does one of these walk-bys and then he kind of starts stepping away. And at this point I range him and he's at 30 yards. So I adjust my pin on my, uh, on my bow to 30 yards and as I'm getting, re as I'm making the adjustment, I could see him. He's kind of walking a little bit away from the decoy straight away. And I'm like, so I draw my bow back and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to walk out of here again, just like he did the other night. So at that point I get to full draw and he kind of turn he turns back left, kind of what I would consider broadside. And I knew that he was a little bit beyond the 30 yards. So I put my 30 yard pin on him. And I just, and, and I hear Thad say, I'm on him, I'm on him. 
and I just take a deep breath and just let it rip and smoked him, dropped him right there in his track. It ended up being a 33-yard shot, so actually probably as long or, or longer than the the other night when I had passed him up. So, man, we were high-fiving, and it was such a great moment. It was the first archery turkey I'd ever shot. It's the first Merriam I'd ever shot. So, I mean, I'm really excited. He's probably got, I would say, probably a 7- to 8-inch beard. So not a giant turkey by any means, but he was something special. And, and it meant a ton to both of us to be able to pull it off. And, and Thad got great footage of it. And we're going to be able to share all that footage with you guys and and it's 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 going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super excited to to show uh, the video on the YouTube channel, and uh, we got to share it with the guys at camp, and and uh, it was cool. I mean, it was something special for sure. So can't wait to show you guys. Uh, but uh, anyway, that's pretty much it. We uh, ended up leaving the next day from. Uh, from Nebraska, we ended up in Iowa. We met up with a couple buddies of ours. Well, actually, one of them was Roger Sharp, who I just uh, did a podcast here a few podcasts ago. Uh, him and his boy Chad, who I'm really good friends with, were out there in Iowa, and they were turkey hunting. And and Thad and I were uh, doing some scouting. Uh, he's going to pull an archery tag this fall, so we spent uh, spent a couple days uh, walking through a bunch of state ground. And man, I tell you what. State ground in Iowa is something special. We found some great sign and uh, are really excited to uh, get back out there this fall. Probably what will happen is we're going to switch places. Thad's going to be the trigger guy. He's going to be the one pulling the pulling the trigger, and then I'm going to be the cameraman. So we're real excited about that. But uh, anyway, just want to jump on here, give you guys a quick recap of how things went, and, and basically just... Uh, Keep you all informed and, and, and try and put a episode out there for you guys. we got some other good stuff coming up real soon. So I just wanted to say thank you all for the support. If you guys are liking the podcast, please go in, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or, or YouTube, because uh, we have been uh, videotaping most all of these uh, podcasts. This one isn't going to be. Uh, videoed but uh, the video of the turkey hunt itself will be coming out so if you guys are liking this stuff please leave a five-star rating let us know leave leave a comment on uh, anything that you might want to see or might not want to see or just you know what you guys are thinking of the podcast it sure does help out uh, as far as getting getting uh, this uh, info and in, in these podcasts out there and I and I, I truly am enjoying it and i I love all the uh, comments that I have seen and all the the messages that I get from everybody as to uh, you know how the, how they are liking it and and looking forward to hearing it on a weekly basis. So, anyways, guys, I appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. Have a great uh, rest of the afternoon or evening or whenever you listen to this podcast, and we will see you next week. Take care. This is the Miked Up Outdoor Podcast. See ya.